Hey y'all, this is Johanna. And I'm Eric. And this is our uncertain future. And sorry, we've been gone a little while. You're not going to do the tune? <laughs> I'll do it on the outro. Oh man, okay. Like there was there was no <laughs> there were no notes, there was no tune. Okay. There was a tune. Just the acapella, okay. There was a tune for sure. All right. It was just abbreviated. Okay. Um yeah, so We've been gone. I don't know how many people will notice, but um, <laughs> our moms. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not. Our moms are like, "Where's the podcast?" <laughs> it's been. A, it's been a week or two. I, I think the world is. Yeah, it's been a while. Things have been crazy. Going okay. But we're today. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of newsletters that came out last month, and we're joining them together into one podcast because they are kind of in conversation with each other I would say so I'm gonna let Eric start by talking about his newsletter which was a reaction to an email a private email that he well, received hey, look, I'll, I'll break it down so this all started with a, uh, a a video that I worked on over the summer uh, for uh, CNET where check I've it been. out a contributor for a it's while. Very cool. Some really great drone footage of our house. Yeah, I think if you um, were to look, if you were to just Google um, CNET and my name, you'll you'll find it. Uh, there's a uh, a whole lot of uh, of off grid stuff that I wrote about uh, over the summer. Uh, a lot of stuff that we hand, that we write about on write about on the Substack. Um, got into some some detail, uh, and then also. Uh, the CNET team helped me put together a video with uh, some some drone footage that our family friend Rick, uh, Thanks, Rick. shot for us. That was very cool. Uh, and some footage that Joe and I shot around the homestead. Just kind of a, a tour of uh, what I've been writing about all summer and what we've been writing about here on the Substack. Uh, and you believe this video might have been seen in other places other than CNET? Yeah, so CNET's video footage uh, gets syndicated uh, all over the place. You may have uh, seen it uh, at a gas station <laughs> <laughs> gas station uh, pump near you. Uh, it ends up there and then also on uh, some of those like kind of uh, funky channels on your, your Roku TV or your smart TV. There's a thing called Haystack News uh, that you can download onto your smart TV. Um, and then a lot of CNET content winds up on there. So yeah, somebody uh, saw the video uh, on their TV of us in our um, little uh, desert off-grid um, <laughs> uh, community and uh, doing a quick tour. And uh, they wrote to us uh, and were appalled. And that is the word that was used: appalled at uh, at our at our lifestyle. And and I mean, w what it really comes down to, and it was <laughs> it was it was a long and um, fairly rude uh, email. And, and the gist essentially was that um, this person writing also lives off grid uh, in in Mexico. Uh, but in clearly a more conventional, shall we say, way, and they were they were a bit uh, with air conditioning units and all the appliances you could ever want, with all the amenities of regular suburban American life, as and opposed to our little straw bale, more minimalist hut. approach. 
<laughs> so, I mean, I think what it what it came down to, and yeah, I went into this in more detail, getting into uh, analyzing the psychology of yes. somebody that would write a personal you email. Read, you can to... read the whole letter on the newsletter. Right. If so you go if back, you go back to the, the Substack, you, you can read the, see whole. the whole thing and kind of uh, my response to it. But to distill it down for the, our purposes here today, I, th I think what it comes down to is that this person uh, has something in common with us. Uh, that That is, we both live off-grid. Uh, however, this person does not identify with the way that we do it and more so does not want to identify <laughs> be identified uh, not you're right does not want to be identified uh, with the let's say perception or the the stereotype of of what she saw when she looked at us on her TV which was like look at those dirty hippies off grid given the rest of us off grid folks a bad name and also like her being like oh there shouldn't be dirty hippies on TV. That too, yeah. <laughs> TV's not for dirty hippies. That's where the normal people should be. Yeah, because it was it was, it was really upsetting that, for her. It was it was it was pointed out that uh, that that she saw it on on TV and that that was yeah that was an affront in in some way. Um, right, and she didn't want to be associated with us. And off the record, we looked her up on Facebook. LinkedIn, actually, <laughs> or LinkedIn, um, and we to just see like what kind of person this is, and she was like a a hipster, a young saying. white female hipster mm -hmm. who lived in Pro the Bay Area, creative or had professional, a creative yeah. professional, had home in the Bay Area, maybe, maybe did, I don't worked know. for tech or something like that, or uh, I think was it was graphic design, graphic, yeah, I'm not sure. So, you know, it wasn't like uh, you might suspect uh, someone like a, a right conservative, a, a conservative person who, a conservative preppy. Right. Well, and I mean, and, now I'm doing stereotypes, but like you might well, no, expect the, somebody really different than us. Well, but the email, the email made a point of saying that she has neighbors in her off grid community that are Republicans, if you can believe that. That, that was the phrasing was even something Republicans like that. live off grid. Meaning, so I, I took that to mean like, Which of course, they do. Uh, that must, in her eyes, that must be the opposite of us, which. There's definitely. I think there's uh, there's all sorts of people that right. live in our in our community, um, and libertarians. Think, right, I think there's people. Are in our a community lot that of voted libertarians. I think there's people that are anarchists. Yeah, I think there's libertarians. I think there's back Socialists. to the earth people. I think uh, it is it all is, the whole political spectrum. Yeah, I think it is. It is wide ranging. And but who? What kind of person would hate to see dirty hippies on TV? Who would be most upset by seeing that? What do you what do you think? Well, I don't know. Like I would stereotypically stereotypically think that maybe like conserve a conservative person who's trying to keep the keep capitalism running smoothly. By the way, I, I <laughs> and for the record, I never have considered myself a hippie. And like you've only you you've I always know. you've it's always tongue in uh, cheek tongue in cheek. I'm saying dirty hippie tongue. You've in always cheek. tried to make me into a hippie, and like you convinced <laughs> okay, me to Eric. grow my hair long. <laughs> okay, and now you're not a hippie. You're like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do I do not identify as a hippie. Or what a is hipster. a hippie or a hipster? Well, you okay? Well, how you, do you identify? Your post was all about stereotypes. So what? It, tell me what well, do you I, think? Well, now I'm curious how you identify. Then do you not identify? I don't you believe hate labels, labels, man. What a hippie in, thing to say. I don't believe in labels. That's such um, a hippie thing to say. Moderate. I'm, I'm boring. 
boring. That's how you identify. I identify as boring. I don't accept labels except boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only label. Okay, so Eric's uh, piece made me think about, you know, the stereotypes that people do make of each other. And I'm guilty of it, too, of stereotyping people also. I think there's something convenient to the human psyche about grouping people. And I do admire Eric's uh, steadfast conviction against labeling people and grouping people together and making large generalizations about people. He really believes in individualism in the sense of each person is an individual and by grouping people together, we're taking away their individualism. We're making assumptions about them. Am I on the right track? I mean, he does talk to me about that a lot, how he, and all sides. And it's not just like, on one side of the political spectrum that he is against stereotyping. It's across the board from everybody. So, um, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah, It's real. It's a real thing that um, I I do. I think it's easier for the human psyche to compartmentalize people sometimes. It's a little easier than living in the mystery. Stereotyping is a thing that happens. Some stereotypes are true sometimes and sometimes they're not. But like if, if it's important to recognize when stereotyping is happening that's it that's true but like sometimes you meet someone and it's just easier to put them in a box so that you can like easily define them in your head and like okay well this person is this way so i know they're gonna do this this and this which is probably not necessarily true right and (laughs) not a great practice um either so an example of why this is a bad practice is people who live off grid so i went on social media to do a poll and at first I just pulled my people, like my followers and stuff. Um, but then I, I was, it was taking too long to get uh, people to respond because I'm not on Facebook enough for uh, people to be interactive with me. So I went on a Facebook group called um, Off Grid for Beginners, I think. I don't know. I joined it a few years ago. And it's a very active group. And I put the um, question to them, Um, what are some stereotypes you have heard or you believe about people who live off grid and immediately got tons of response from people. Some of it was hilarious. Um, a lot of them, uh Oh, a lot of them, sorry, I was doing something and I lost it. Um, a lot of them were, uh, like annoyed that I was asking the question. I thought that was hilarious. There were some people that were like, um, off-gridders are people who don't like people asking questions about off-gridders. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, some people were like, people who live off-grid aren't on Facebook. It's like you're a poser. If you're on Facebook, you're not actually off-grid. Man, it, I think that's It's a, a bummer that somebody was forced to respond to that poll. Uh, and I think like, you know there is different definitions of off-grid some people say off-grid i've heard it used so casually to mean like not on social media i'm off-grid yeah yeah that's i i hate that that's well i'm assuming you made it clear what you were talking about in the survey though yeah and then some people use off-grid when they're saying they go they're going offline which Mm -hmm. that's valid i can see that like i'm going off the grid but it's confusing um, so maybe we need more specific words for those things. Um, and then other people are really suspicious of me, which fits, I think. 
um, of some off-grid stereotypes, people being suspicious of me writing about them. Am I here to exploit them? So I had to explain I also live off-grid. So it's a pretty long list, but it, what was interesting, there were a lot of similarities. Um, so there was definitely people who thought that you hippies on one end, sturdy hippies, and these dirty hippies might be, you know, anti, they might be like living off handouts. They don't have jobs. They're like, you know, jobless. They're probably drug on drugs. You know, there's like that side of the stereotype. I feel like you should like. Communist, socialist. Yeah, let, 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 if you can, let's read through it and then we can maybe. Because okay. I think it, it's funny to hear the whole, okay. the whole list at once. Right, here's <laughs> Pretty the comical. list from the newsletter. It's all in the newsletter if you want to see it. So criminals, jobless, living off handouts, anti-government, paranoid doomsday preppers, hippies, conspiracy theorists, dopers, married to their cousin, people that are sick of other people, cults in training. I don't know why they're in training and not just like cults in general. Communists desperate to prove it actually works. That was one of my favorites. Hungry. <laughs> I guess because they're jobless. Rich trust fund babies looking to get rugged and enlightened. This, I think, is a good one. This one's kind of true. We used to joke. We, this is a horrible thing. I'm just going to expose it right now. All we of these were call, applying to me until that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we used to call people who lived out in our community before we lived out here. Um, we used to believe that that was yeah, the yeah. case. They either had a trust. They were trust fund babies or they were living off on the coattails of other trust fund babies who lived here and were like funding their drug habits or whatever. So yeah, we I believe the phrase trustafarian has trustafarians, been, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hermits, that applies. Wacko environmentalists, not just regular environmentalists, but wacko ones. Yeah, I like that there's a distinction there. Um also leaf lovers, which was a new term <laughs> I had never heard before, which I guess is synonymous with tree huggers. Oh. I am very anti-leaf. I know. Who's not a leaf lover? <laughs> I don't want to know those people. White? That was a good one because I do think that people believe you that most people who live off-grid are white. Although is less that than you would think. I, I, well, maybe that's a New Mexico thing, but I think it's No, I think there's the stereotype. Diverse. Yes, 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 yes. There's a stereotype that everyone who lives off-grid is white. True. But it, that's not true. Right. It is more diverse than that. Unabomber types, true. Drug addicts, <laughs> felons hiding from the law, antisocial. You can see how some of these are redundant. Poor, batshit crazy. <laughs> how many of these people are trolling you, though? I mean, there's some. No, these people were into it. They were okay. really into it. It was fun, actually. And it went so fast. I got so many responses so quickly. Huh. And then some of my people started responding. So a lot of my uh, Alaska people. So in Alaska, a lot of people live off grid. So they had a lot of opinions too. Um, where was I? Dirty, naturalist, idealist, brave. Is that the first positive one? <laughs> the idealist, idealist one. <laughs> brave, yeah. Uh, people oh, okay. who think they have special status are better than others. That's the hubris one. That's so interesting. Uh, this one's interesting. Trendy and super cool techies. We can get into that more in a second. Hashtag van life. Um, wealthy hillbillies. Yeah. So two stereotypes are completely opposite from each other. Wait. Except for Beverly Hills. Okay, we'll hillbillies. get. Hillbillies. 
Okay, there's okay. We can get back into some of these, but yeah, finish it up. Yeah, we might have to get back into them. They poop in the woods. True. There's no trees here. <laughs> we just poop <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> Hairy. That's true of Eric. Stinky. That's true of me. Rugged. Where that's true. We're rugged. Free thinkers. And the militant gun lovers. There is an area around here that it's definitely more militant than our neighborhood. That's off grid, so. Okay, so that's, there were more, but that's what I uh, kind so, of put together as to make the list more concise. And you could see there's a lot of contradictions. So actually, if you go, um, there was also an article that I, um, that I linked to. Can you go there, right there? That I linked to. And they also had, I just found this article on EcoBuild Labs that also had, some interesting stereotypes and so one was you know hippies the other was you know fugitives cult members super wealthy. but then the super wealthy one i thought was really interesting because i guess i hadn't thought about it the super wealthy who are not permanent residents residents of, yeah. of their off-grid home but have their multi-million dollar escape palace built in an abandoned missile silo with marble floors Endless entertainment options, a fresh air exchanger, elevator, wine cellar, and rooms for servants. The lucky few plebeians who get to hunker down with them. So I thought that was like one that I hadn't thought of. So super wealthy. You might know about this, Eric, because you're in the tech world. Super wealthy people who are buying these off-grid bunkers in case of World War III. Uh, apparently a lot of this is happening in New Zealand. Uh, I don't think that I don't think this is happening in the northern New Mexico desert, but uh, probably in some more um, desirable places. Although I will say there are some uh, notorious uh, large remote ranches uh, in New Mexico owned by billionaires. So maybe it is Who happening knows? here too. And then the other funny one was um, what is was people. Wait. The other funny one was people like testing out Planet B. What was it? I can't. Oh, the like Mars analogs. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, but that's that's mostly. I thought like, that was just funny. Like that. That's kind of like the uh, yeah biosphere kind of kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> that's not exactly the same thing. But um, so yeah, some of these really and are these surprised off grid? Or are they just like remote, you know? I mean, some of these would have their own power sources. Probably, you're probably like relying a lot on on uh, generators. But yeah, I would think they're probably technically off grid. But the ones on this list that um, surprise me and that I don't really understand. Okay, people who think they have special status status slash are better than others. That's Do you understand what's going one. on there? Okay, and you talked to that woman. You were on her podcast. I did podcast. speak to that. So it's in, again, it's in the newsletter, but um, I was listening to a podcast one day that had nothing to do with off-grid. She was interviewing somebody who lived... No, she wasn't even interviewing someone who lived off-grid. It was totally random, out of nowhere. Um, she said, people who live off-grid have hubris, meaning there's like an arrogance to people who live off grid, I would. I'm thinking maybe she may people when people say that because somebody else said that again when I put that on the list, it's talking to like a self righteousness, and uh, I don't 
know anybody uh, who is self-righteous living off grid i'm wondering if that's a projection <laughs> you do i mean yeah i definitely have run into the that attitude like like i've run into people who like um <laughs> i did have one uh episode one episode where uh, my car I, I stopped my truck um to talk to somebody just like you know as you're you're passing i'm sitting in my truck and somebody's passing and they're you know we both stop our our trucks just to say hey for a couple of minutes um and this third party um comes <laughs> walks up kind of out of nowhere while we're just sitting there talking with our trucks idling we're not we're not bothering anybody we're not blocking anybody's way uh and this this person came up to to demand that uh that we shut off our cars because uh climate change which is that specific to off-grid or just environmentalists uh well in this case i would say it was both um but uh it was it was definitely copied was it in this neighborhood yes oh i see yeah so So i I guess i guess i have run into that attitude but it's like just because that one person who lives off grid has hubris doesn't mean all people who live off grid have hubris and that that was an, an another one example I give is me sitting in a class about spirituality, and again, totally out of nowhere, the instructor says, "And that's why people who live off grid are drug addicts." And I was completely shocked. What? Where did that come from? Like, I, I, why? If you were honestly, okay, what are you talking about? Are you talking about potheads? Okay. Uh, maybe a pothead could live off grid, but if you're like a serious addict, like you're on meth or heroin or something like that, it's too much work to live off grid. What are we talking about? Are we calling homelessness off grid? Because you're going to be, um, a heroin addict who hauls water and cleans out compost toilets and checks your inverter for your batteries or what i mean you know what i'm saying it's like a lot of work like it'd be really hard to sustain this lifestyle and not be like a fully functional person totally um so why are people saying drug addicts live off grid well because it's true what do you mean (laughs) mean, but are uh, those people living in squalor are we talking about homeless people well so i mean i guess the thing is I, I mean, I think yeah, I have run Yeah, why do you say that in- was true? I'm not letting you get Well, Well, because I have run into examples of, I think, almost all of these. I def- you definitely run into people out here that are um, either dealing with some sort of uh, mental illness or addiction or other troubles. Um, I don't think they stick around. But um, as, as you know, in our particular uh, neighborhood, which and something that's unique about our neighborhood... Uh, is that the land can be had uh, very cheap, and I, and I think even cheaper than your average off-grid community, just due to some issues with title. But uh, and and so like as a result, there's I would say you know less than half of the 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 dwellings around here are occupied. There's there's a ton of uh, abandoned uh, attempts. Squat. Yeah, there's kind of like you know squats and and like abandoned vans and trailers. I mean, is that off grid or homelessness though? Like well, in this case, squatting it's both. on abandoned land. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're saying that people who live under bridges and boxes are living are off grid. They are, I guess. I mean, I guess we need to really narrow down what off grid means. 
Anyway, I don't think that's what this person meant when they said that. But so, like in the particular, if you if, if those comments are coming from people who are aware of uh, the context of um, some communities near us, especially one like those further out than us, like that might be what they're referring to. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of confused by the people, the hubris one. Like I, I, I get, yeah, I get. I guess I get the the self the self righteousness. But like hubris is something people that think they have special status are better than others or hubris. And like that is righteousness. I personally think that there's a lot of humility to living off grid, but it's just like with some environmentalists who are vegans. Yeah. No offense. I love, I love my vegan peeps. Um, but like some people believe there's a certain, Sometimes there can be a certain like fascism about it where it's like you have to live off grid or you're destroying the planet and you have to be a certain way. Whereas we're a little bit more moderate and we perceive like do the best you can get some solar panels on your house, like, you know, get an electric car, you know, save water. Like, you don't have to go completely off grid like there and you don't have to go completely off meat. (laughs) You just eat meat once or twice a week instead of at every meal. You Uh know, it's like you can find ways to um, help without being extreme. Well, and it's about that thing where like if if you meet somebody who is you know, it appears to be rejecting something that it, you accept or that it, the mainstream accepts, then it, then there's the assumption that like, oh, we disagree about this, so they must be judging me. And so I think that's where this... Yes. They're, they think they're better than me comes from because they've made a different choice, so they must be judging me for the, the different choice. Or I perceive it, like I said, more like a projection. Like they wish they were able to do it well, and that since does sound they like can't <laughs> and since no they wish they were able to live off grid and since they can't and they have to they have to be defensive about it like or like going back to the meat uh, idea like you'll see that some people get really defensive about how they eat and if they choose to eat meat they often will get really defensive I don't think that means they wish they could be vegetarian about it because no I do I do think so I think somebody wishes they could live off grid but they can't so it makes them more defensive about it and then they are projecting onto you this insecurity they have about them not doing what they think is right to do and so they assume that you are judging them okay well I mean I've been on both sides of this like having eaten meat most of my life and been vegetarian for periods of my life and like during the times when I was eating meat and like I would run into vegetarians or I would you know be married to one of them um like at no point at no point was I when I was resistant to the idea at no point was it because oh I wish I could secretly do that and I don't even think even on a subconscious level I don't think so and you might say it was because then I became vegetarian for a while, but that was only because I was convinced, and you might say forced, by people in my life. So I don't know. Whatever. And I also think, I'm like, just, just I'm just dismissing everything you there. said. But um, also I think extremism of any kind does make people defensive. 
people yeah, feel defensive. Yeah, like yeah. if I come up to That's someone and I'm like, you need to be living off grid to save the earth. Um, that's going to make people defensive and right. So they'll feel judged. Um, on that note, I also want to say, let's see if, um, that except for very few people who were like, everyone needs to, nobody should live off grid. Um, because they need to leave us alone and let us live our lives off grid without them. Right. That kind of idea, like don't move to my town, my awesome town and like infiltrate my cool town with, new people it was like that attitude like don't move here to my remote location and make it less remote um that was a rare attitude there was like one or two people that had that attitude but for the most part we all agreed that we want everyone to go off grid there was like this idea like, yeah, everyone should go off grid. That's the ideal. That's what we all want. And that doesn't mean as in necessarily, I've talked about this before, but we don't necessarily ha each have to have our own individual utility systems. We can have uh, localized utility systems. Uh, you know, Taos actually, ironically, because that's the utility system we would be on, is almost all solar powered. Right now during the daytime, our local utility company is solar powered and they're working on getting better battery systems so they can also be solar powered at night. So if we went on the electric grid here in Taos, it would be solar. It would be, an, you know, anyway. So everyone in this town is off grid and that's the ideal. So that's, that's what we want. Okay. But that's, that's, that's different. That's, that's like if you have a grid that is all solar like you still have a grid like what you're so you, the ideal then for you is actually renewable that's what you're talking about um all renewable energy well isn't that the point of living off grid is that no, we're not living without electricity well, plenty we're of living people. with renewable yeah but we have neighbors electricity. Are, but we have neighbors that are just running a generator when it whenever all the time. Well, I think that's like where we need differentiation between, you know, what we mean. Well, that's what I'm like doing. Like between the guy <laughs> in a cardboard box under the bridge or people who are who live in the mountains and are too poor to have a flush toilet or people who choose to have renewable energy, right? It's like so many, I guess that's the point. There's so many different people and different versions of off-grid um, well, there's different motivations. Like the renewable is one, when people say like everyone should be off grid, like, I mean, practically that probably doesn't make sense unless what you really mean is everyone should be renewable, which is a totally different thing. Um, or if you mean everyone should be off grid because then everyone should be able to independently source their own energy. So we're not relying on a government True. or like a large utility to source it. True. Uh, I mean, practically, yeah, that's like never going to make sense. But I still want people to think that, like, the idea is, like, grid bad. Because, I mean, that doesn't actually make sense. Like, um, like, so, like having some level of organization and some sort of grid leads to, like, efficiencies that are actually going to be yes, it's more better for, for the environment. So, like, better. grids obviously make sense on some level. I think the the concerns are around, like, renewable energy, having, like, more local control and sustainability over where energy comes from uh, and not relying on large, mm, ossified mm -hmm. institutions. Yeah, member-owned. Yeah. I mean, one great thing about living off-grid that people spoke to was that you can live remotely. And a lot of people, like hermits, it was mentioned in the list, want to live 
remotely away from people and away from town. So that's great. You don't need the grid. But I agree with you. It's way more efficient if our community were to get together. Like the well, it's way more efficient than each of us. It's actually financially impossible for for us or um, what's the word I'm thinking of, but um, financially too difficult, Mm -hmm. prohibitive for each of us to drill individual wells because of the depth we would need to go and it would be too expensive. So for all of us and as a community to pull together and become members in our own one well, yeah, it's way more efficient. And that would be true for any, really, any utility. Um, so I think member-owned would be ideal. Cooperative member-owned. Sure, I think the... Utility I- systems owned by the people right. that use the utilities. Sure. And I think I wrote here on the newsletter, let's normalize off-grid sustainable living. I think that was kind of the thesis of my piece was... Let's normalize it. Everybody and all types of people, a diverse spectrum of people live off grid. There's a diverse means of living off grid. As we said, highlighting sustainable living. Um, I said, okay, so I just do, I think we're kind of wrapping it up. I think we said mostly everything. The one thing that, the one we didn't get to that I still didn't understand is the person that said a stereotype of off-grid people is trendy and super cool techies like that is personally me uh oh you like but, that stereotype you're okay but, with that stereotype um, not trendy honey but uh what are you talking you're about super cool. you are super cool though these um, um these i don't socks even want to talk about the sweater you're wearing right now well, these socks are very on trend um they are <laughs> they Your are socks right? are. they are yeah um but like, uh, I mean, I do like I literally and your high tech pants. I literally have a job in in tech and in uh, I'm super cool. Um, but I I don't see I don't I, I've got to be probably the only person around here working in tech from from here. So like, what does that even mean? Why? Where does that stereotype come from? But they're because those people are living in Mexico on the beach in Baja. In no, that but that's not where that community. came. No, but that that's not who told you. That's from I know, your survey. But that's right. That's who they're thinking of. They're thinking of our our email lady. Oh, so they're thinking of like the people that are doing the digital nomad thing and went yes. down and moved to. Okay. And the hashtag van life people. Van so life that nomad life. Okay. Hashtag nomad life. I think that's another newer contemporary version of the off grid lifestyle. Those people are. Te- I think I think of them more as nomads. Yeah, they I think are off grid is very stationary. Yeah, because when they plug in at the end of the day, uh-huh. are they is that sustainable? Are they plugging into sustainable utilities, uh, you know, renewable energy, and are, are their vans electric? So don't so uh, yeah, it's so interesting now that we're talking ourselves into this hole. Like, what do we mean by off grid? And for us, it definitely means sustainable living and independence particularly independence from corporations and i think there's some level that has to do with uh, some level of remoteness like that that's that's what i think of like you're off the grid because you're you're more remote than average maybe i don't know that that's necessary i don't know i think that's a side note because those so? nomads are could be remote i think like really what are the primary um traits when we talk about it, it's got to st- be sustainable living and independence. 
I, 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 so I think the remote part of it actually, I think of that before I think of the sustainable thing, just because there's so many people who don't really make an effort to be sustainable at all. And you're just running a generator and a battery. Right. That's not sustainable. I'm not talking about those people. Oh, but they're definitely off grid. I think of them as off grid. Yeah, but I'm saying, right. So that I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, what do we want to define when we're talking about off-grid? Like, what are we thinking of as off-grid? Yes, I see what you're saying. They are off-grid, our neighbors. I would, I mean, I, I don't, I mean. Then we're going back to the cardboard box and the van I know, but this life. is where we, we always kind of opening up, it up. We always end up in these semantic arguments because it's like, I guess I think grid. what's more important. What is important to well, us? Well, you can. There's other words for it. You can call it off-grid and sustainable. Like the sustainable covers that. That's part what I'm of saying. It. Off-grid, sustainable, and independent. But off-grid is not necessarily sustainable. That's what I'm saying. Right, and I'm saying. If you want it to be sustainable, just add we, sustainable. This is going to get so boring because this is the argument we always have about no, words. And I want everybody in the audience also at this moment to recognize how we are incapable of communicating certain ideas to each other and we talk in circles so it's on record now <laughs> all right it's true for us um, it's a thing we've been married almost 20 years it's a thing for us there's just certain ideas that we cannot communicate to so each is other that what you it's 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 communicated it's called not agreeing but that's okay Okay. Uh, anything if you say so anything um, i don't feel like i was able to communicate what i was trying to say but okay well what did you not what did you i don't know say? i don't know how to say it you think that i, I don't th- i'm not good at talking for 30 minutes straight you, <laughs> you think that when we think of off-grid no like how can we, we define off-grid for ourselves like what yes. we think off grid is. Okay. But I also hear what you're saying. You're saying like, but our neighbor who runs, actually our neighbor did get solar panels. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. The one who runs the generator all the time, he got solar panels. Okay, that's good. We also have a neighbor who has no utilities. It's I would definitely camping. think he's off grid though, because that's completely sustainable. Like he's living sustainably, having no utilities he's, at all. He's camping, he's burning wood. It's sustainable using living. It's kind of amazing. Yes, running a generator. <laughs> Rarely. But if you no, I'm saying tools. is running running a generator might not be considered sustainable living. But maybe you run a generator once a week, but you never go anywhere. You never drive your car anywhere. Maybe he's it's so much more sustainable than us. It's not even close. And he and yeah, he doesn't have solar panels. He has nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about our other neighbor who recently got solar panels. He used to run his generator all the time. And you were saying he's off grid, even though he oh, runs yeah. a generator all the time. I'm saying. He might still be living more sustainably than the average human. He probably still is, even though he runs his well, generator. But he did the, the average American. I mean, it's not even yeah. Close, yeah. So we. So anyway, so maybe we're on now. The same we're just page talking now. about the neighborhood. Anyway, uh, we're on the same page now. Okay, we agree to agree. Okay. All right, everybody, <laughs> we're gonna take off. Um, and we'll do 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 do. <laughs> Our uncertain future. Bye.